Hello, everyone. Welcome back. A new Monday means a new episode of Maximize Monday. So thank you for joining us, whether you're watching, whether you're listening. Um, appreciate you taking some time out of your day to hear what we have going on to, this week. I have a new guest. As you can see, Josh is joining me, fellow recruiter. So talking about all things recruiting in this episode, we're going to give some insight in terms of what advice we try to give to people as they're going navigating through the overwhelming and, and at times kind of difficult job search portion of, of the interview processes and things like that. So, Josh, thank you so much for taking some time to, to jump on here. Thank you for having me today, Matt. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been some time. Been some time. So you watch the show, you know, week every week we start with just kind of what's what's motivating us for the week ahead. So last week I had talked about the the trip to the movies. No, no movie trips for me now. Uh, it's probably going to be some time before we go back to the theater. So we did the two for one thing. So this week, what I have going on, uh, the biggest thing is this coming weekend, I have a, a lot of like family stuff going on. So my sister's coming up from North Carolina. Um, we see her a few times a year, obviously. So uh, when we do get together, I like to spend some time. Um, she's very crafty. She inherited all of like the crafty genes in the family. So she like makes things. She's very good at baking. She's very good at like sewing and crocheting, all the things that I'm not good at. So typically when she comes, she usually has like a crate full of things that she's put together for, for my daughter. So I'm looking forward to like, she tries to do projects like that when they're together just to pass those skills on because she will not get them from me i promise you that so um <laughs> it's always cool to to see her that's like her and her element um every time she's like around my nieces and nephews or my daughter you can just kind of see she's like thriving and in, in being the crafty aunt and the one that they turn to like hey can you make this and she's like of course whereas i would say what so uh, that's that's one of the main things that, that I'm looking forward to in terms of seeing her. Uh, and then on my wife's side, we're going to a graduation party as well. So typically when they have a gathering, the whole family shows up. So it's it's really cool to to kind of see that. I know it means a lot to her and cousins that are my daughter's age that they, they get to run around and expend some energy with. So looking forward to that as well. Uh, and the other thing that, that's motivating me for the week is if you are a, a soccer or football fan, uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on the, this week. So we have the, the League's Cup for Liga MAX and, and MLS. If you watch those leagues, which I do, we have the Women's World Cup going on. So um, it's going to be some late nights since they're uh, on the other side of the world here. So staying up until like midnight to watch these matches is probably going to be exhausting for me, but still looking forward to doing that. So that's what's motivating me in terms of goals for the week ahead. Um, you know, just the the usual stuff in terms of what I have going on. I've added some new positions to to my field here. So just kind of broadening the range, looking for new and, and creative ways to recruit. Um, you can't really say stagnant, Josh, as I'm sure you know. You have to explore all avenues when it comes to recruiting. So if you get stuck in like only using one job board or only using one site, you're you're going to get overwhelmed. So it's always finding those new ways. Uh, and that's kind of my win from the week before is just kind of expanding out into to new job boards, finding some new places to post and interact uh, with with candidates. So it's always good to learn new things. Never stop learning. So that's what I have going on this week, Josh. Uh, what's going on in your world for the week ahead? Thank you. No, so a couple of things like I know I say for like the motivating factors that like always keep me going are like one always with, with my family like trying to like always doing good for, for for them and then like from me personally always trying to grow both personally and professionally whether that's reading articles from that could be on finance or reading articles just like what's going on in the world to just reading things about that they're trying to stay healthy always 
trying to always grow and learn a little bit, little by little. Mm-hmm. And then from a, a first perspective, always trying to, and I would say, you always use coin time, be my best, but more so like if I'm playing sports, if I'm working out, if I'm going to do it, do it right instead of kind of just going through the motions. Right. Like, I know that's re- sometimes very easy. It can happen very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. That perspective. So that's why I always try to like, always try to keep going strong to try to just stay my best. And then I would say from like the different goals that I have are going on one. And this is obviously the hard, is the hardest part is always trying to be healthy from the perspective of eating, taking the vitamins and just trying to be the best me I can be. And then also like my little one, he's five. Always trying to like teach him, help him grow, help help him learn. Cause like, especially now with tech and everything, there's so many different things that like you can learn now at a younger age that you could never learn until you're much older. Like, and I know when we're talking about wins, like, it's fine we're talking about like getting in contact and finding different different options. Like I was catching up with an old friend of mine uh, who I haven't talked to him probably since pre-pandemic at this point. And we ended up connecting over the weekend was just really talk for like an hour, hour and a half, just ca- catching up and really trying to uh, hopefully meet, meet up in, in the upcoming weeks. I say those are probably like the big things I've had uh, g- going on lately. Okay, perfect, perfect. So one of the reasons you know you and I had touched base in terms of having you on the show here is you're similar to me. We you recruit kind of for different job functions and different industries. Yeah. So getting to to know the the different positions that that you recruit for is challenging, but also fun. There's a, there's always variety in terms of what we do. So initially though, what what got you into recruiting? What kind of drew you to it? Because a, a lot of people, when I talk to recruiters, it's never someone that like high school their guidance counselor said what do you want to do after college and they said recruiter you know it's it's more so that field that you you kind of develop the the interest in over time so what did that look like for you in terms of getting to that that point so mine was so my one buddy actually was in recruiting he kind of was what motivated me to go into it but the reason the main reason why i went into it was I had I came in two, 2011 right after the Great Recession, as we we're still getting out of it, and I wanted to get into sales. Problem was, was most people were not trying to hire salespeople who had no experience. Mm-hmm. It was you need to get the sales experience. You need to get the sales experience. So I was like, well, I, let me try to get into recruiting. Like you can make a good living, and I'll also learn the sales side of it. So I also learned sales now, and that's kind of what drew me into it. And then it kind of just grew from there because okay. it was a because coming from the age world, it was definitely a shell shock from like working like just your regular nine to five or eight to five or whatever the hours were back then. Because I worked for um an old company, I was like an electrical distributor, so I went from doing like customer service, working up project, do, do, doing pro- project quotes, to learning a whole new field and a whole new industry, mm-hmm. and then. 12 years later, I still in it. And it yeah. was just, and it's weird. Cause it's like, even when you think about game, I'm like, what am I going to do? Unless I go back to school. And it's like, I mean, it's a good situation being in staffing. And it's like, unless you want to go back to school and learn like a brand new trade or bring to a brand new like skill set, whether it's like IT or engineering, it really doesn't make sense to, to leave at this point. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you're in the unique position where you get to kind of assist people along their job search. And that's always kind of one of those things that a lot of recruiters take pride in, you know, getting people prepared for those steps. So what does that look like for you in terms of how you try to set yourself apart? Because there's a lot of different recruitment agencies. There's a lot of different recruiters that people can work with. So, you know, when they're coming to Josh, what are you doing to for them to, to create that candidate environment, that candidate experience that makes them tell their friends, tell their connections, this is the guy you want to work with? I mean, kind of like most people kind of have a, a general conversation, just kind of get a feel for what they're looking for what their goals are, why they're looking. Uh, if they're younger, per se, like saying like the first five to 10 years or even the first five, actually say first five years of experience. And like, at that point, really, like, what are your goals? Are you trying to find a long-term fit? Are you just trying to get experience? And then go from trying to put position from there. If it's someone who's been around for a while, are they trying to find their last home, last home for wrong term use, but are they trying to find a place where they can retire mm-hmm. or if it's somebody who's in the, in the middle of a career where they're open to, they want to find a company where they can land and then continue to grow, grow their career from within there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's really trying to fi- figure out really the best match. Cause like I tell all my, all the candidates and the lot of clients and most of my clients, it's, it's only a fit if, both the candidate and the client like like if the candidate loves the company but the company doesn't love them then it doesn't make sense to move forward and vice versa like if the if the if the company loves the candidate but the candidate for whatever reason doesn't like them whether it's compensation or whether it's um just the work hours or the environment it's not going to make sense so that's i always try to set up for the candidates and let them like look at the end of the day i want it to be the best fit possible and if it's not going to be a good fit for you if it's not going to be a good fit for the company, then it doesn't isn't a good fit for me because I want you to be happy. I want the company the other company to be happy because that's how you're going to want to work with me again. I'm going to potentially get referral business be, to continue to grow and try to like get people to want to work versus. I mean, you've been in staffing and you know how like some of the we'll say like the old old school would do it where it's trying to force people in. It's like yeah, it, that doesn't work now. Like it's not. It was not. I don't think it probably ever worked. It was people were more willing to agree to it because they didn't have options versus now there are options. So you want to be able to get them to understand that you care from more of a personal perspective versus just a financial perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the other side of that is how do you kind of prepare your candidates, manage their expectations coming in? Because I I see a lot of things in, in terms of some of the frustrations that we'll see out of recruiters is a candidate comes to them. Here's my resume. Where's my job? So, you know, how do you try to walk them through your process, give them kind of a a timeline that they can follow so that they have the understanding from the start of this is what I'm going to be doing with Josh. Not that I gave Josh my resume. He's going to call me in three days and say, you report here for your job. Yeah. So uh, once I send me the resume, I talk to him, I'll go through, I'll just go through the general interview process. And I'm like, look, depending on, the company will submit the information over over to the client, and then usually, depending, I mean, for the most part, I usually know that we have a good relationship with with that company, so I'll let them know it could be anywhere from two to three days, or it could be upwards of five days to to, to a week before we will get feedback. Mm-hmm. And then, like usually, I let them know like the time frame of the interview process, 
is and it always is based i would say on the level of the role like for instance like a maintenance tech will probably be a one-step maybe two-step two, two process turnaround time within two weeks mm -hmm. but say it's, it's like a director level role i'm like look you're going to have a three four five step process where you're going to have multiple video interviews and on-site interview is going to be all day where it could take upwards of four to six weeks mm -hmm. and in some cases like if clients that work where I know it's a long process and I know they kind of move at their own speed. I'll let the I'll let the candidate know, but look, it's going to be a three-month process. Like mm -hmm. if you have other things that are in the works that you know will close faster, then my recommendation would be probably to hold off on this and see how they plan they, they pan out. Like I know this is going to be a long process. I've worked with this company before. I know how they do business there. They might be a great company to work with, but they have their process and it's their process and they're always going to stick to to that. So I try to give the candidates as much information that I know up front so they're aware of it. Or I mean, especially summertime, everyone's on vacation. Right. Like, or let then people let them know, like, look, my contact's on vacation. The hiring manager's on vacation after that. We might not know anything for two to four weeks or right. be able to even get a second interview set up or third interview set up. Especially like, so is always try to over communicate as much as possible. Mm -hmm. as what is i try to do with everybody yeah absolutely now as part of the the role of a recruiter beyond just the, the interviews that we do a lot of what we we are responsible for with our candidates is getting them ready for the the next interview because you know the conversations with us is just a piece of the puzzle here and it's usually the smallest piece you know they're, they're gonna have more in-depth interviews with hiring managers with other members of the team so how do you try to prepare the candidates going into that because a lot of times the, the candidates that, that come to you are fairly new to the job search. They've been somewhere for a few years. They forgot what the interview process even looks like sometimes. So, you know, it, it can be overwhelming. So how do you try to ease them into that next step beyond the conversation with you? Yep. No, so I will, and I will tell every candidate is like, look, I'm not the technical expert. You're the technical expert when it comes to what, especially if it's like an engineer, but my goal is to give you the tips and the tricks to, try to put your best foot forward number one goal is really try to just really differentiate yourself whether it's thanking people for their time at the beginning of the interview process or making sure they ask questions at the end of the interview process or trying to give more details to a question when they ask especially if it's like a technical question or something that requires more of like a process try to explain teach them how to answer it properly mm -hmm. and it says it says uh, not and when i say properly not a what's the best way to go about giving your experience without forgetting details because i mean you've probably seen it that's the number one thing i think people forget is detail like people forget details in interviews mm -hmm. like so it's try to give people tips and tricks to remember how to like remember to give the details i tell a lot of people to kind of explain like they're writing a manual like a, a how-to guide so mm -hmm. they can learn and then this way it'll hopefully help trigger them to not forget the small little details that they might know but the interviewer doesn't know that they know right and just That's small little things small little things like that that you don't really think about especially if you haven't interviewed for a while Right. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Now, the other piece of it or question, I guess, so we'll say a lot of recruiters get and um, I always give the same answer. So if, if someone comes to you and asks for resume advice, typically when they ask me, you know, what should I do with my resume? I tell them 
go to a resume writer first. Um, and then from there, if they're asking if I see anything specific or can give insight, I try to do a little bit. But is there anything for you? Because, you know, as recruiters, we look at resumes all day. That's that's part of the job. So I see them often, but I can't necessarily coach you on what makes a good resume because everyone's different. So is there anything that has stuck out to you? You've seen throughout the, the resumes that you reviewed as this is something that that really stood out to me. And, and I think that people can kind of utilize something along these lines to to help themselves when they're redoing their resume or writing their first resume. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And then I do agree. I, we are definitely not resume writers, but um, so I tell them, depending on what the role is, is probably the number one thing is how to like tailor their resume. But a good thing across the board, whether it can be like anything, whether it's in, in engineering, accounting and finance um, operations, I tell everyone, try to put your put numbers into the resume, whatever that might be for their field, because it will show accomplishment. And like, that's what people are looking for. Always have, try to have numbers and always try to have buzzwords. Like as far as the formatting, I'm like, look, that's not my, that's not the forte, but like, if you want to get seen, you need buzzwords in there or keywords for what you're doing and then numbers. So you can differentiate, like that can be a big difference between like, for instance, in sales, like if someone's like, I grew business 50%, who would you rather talk to? Person who grew person 50% or person who grew business 2% or like kept, kept everything even. Mm-hmm. Like you might still talk to both of them, but the one who grew 50%, you're going to be more curious about. Like, right. okay, what did you do? How did you do? And then you'll find out more for, uh, as far as how impressive it really was or was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Now I'll, I'll ask this question since it's kind of a, a polarizing question and, and I'm a big fan of the cover letter, but do you encourage it? What What is your take on the cover letter and when people are, are applying to positions? I think it's beneficial if they're switching industries, but in general, you know, what, what is typically your, your mindset or if people ask you, Josh, should I include a cover letter? What are you usually guiding them into? That's definitely an interesting question. Um, I, I Mixed. I think for higher level roles is very important because there's needs to be more, especially like if I would say if you're a director level or above, having a cover letter can be very helpful because it can dive into more details than just what 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 your resume is talking about. For lower or for like associate level to maybe like mid-level manager, I don't think it's as important because usually it, what is on your resume if you if you're good at putting if you're good at high highlighting your experience it should be able to be on your resume especially if you're you don't have like tw- you have less experience um now like if in your case like you're saying like if someone's switching industries it probably is very helpful no matter what what level of experience because at that point you need to relate what you've done to this new industry and why they should look at you like in that case i think it's very important but i would say if you're staying within industries to me, like at a director level and above, it probably becomes more helpful. But I'm never going to tell if someone wants to write a write a cover letter. I'm never going to say don't do it. I'm, I'm like definitely send it, put it together, and we'll send it over because it's never it can it's never going to hurt. It can only help. Right, right. That's that's usually the advice I give. I've never yeah. heard of someone getting eliminated from consideration because they had a cover letter there. So yeah, um, that, that certainly does not harm. So last question that I have for you, and this is kind of the standard question I ask everyone. I, I alluded to this last week with my guest is 
advice is kind of that thing that no one has all the answers. So the biggest piece of advice I usually try to give people is get as much advice as you can, because all the differing insight that people can give you is going to add up to guiding you along your path. So that's why I ask everyone who comes on the show, you know, someone comes to you, Josh, I'm, I'm in need of a new search, a, a new position here. I'm just starting my search. What what do you think is like the, the main piece of advice you try to give to anyone who's either just starting a search, um, you know, fresh out of college or recently laid off? You know, what what's that one thing you try to tell them? Of, you know, this is what has worked for me. This is what I've seen work for others. Yeah. Uh, first thing I always tell them is find out what you're looking, figure out what you're looking for for the short term, the long term. And then from there, you can start tailoring the type of companies you want to go after, the type of industries you want to go after or want to go after or apply to to try to get to, to get into and then just kind of feel out the process. And as far as like with offers, let me like, look, it's always good to like sit down after you've received one and then put together a list of questions and of plus, of do's and don'ts or pluses and pros and cons as to is this truly the right fit for you? Because you don't want to take the first offer that comes necessarily, necessarily, but at the same time, you don't want to not take it if it makes sense. Right. Like if it's a good company, it's a good, it's fair offer and it's where you want to be, obviously move forward. If it's a bad offer and a company you're okay with, then you probably want to really think long and hard before you make a move like that. But always, I would say the number one thing is what are you looking to do? What, what are you, how are you trying to grow? Because then that can also, that can really help the avenues that, that you go down after that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Josh, I, I appreciate you jumping on here with me to, to talk about the, the job search. I know insight like this is, is usually very beneficial just because a lot of the people on LinkedIn and elsewhere are, are currently in that job search. So any any advice they can get, especially from people who, you know, interview people all day, look at resumes all day, it's certainly going to be helpful. So um, I 100%. appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate everyone listening and watching, and we will see you next Monday. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for taking time to have me on. Absolutely. All right. Take care.